Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung. Good to be here. Good to have you all here. Hello. How was your week, huh? Are you looking forward to Valentine's Day this weekend? Do you guys have a Valentine? Do people still celebrate Valentine's Day? I haven't celebrated Valentine's Day in so fucking long. I'm just like, what is this day even for? Is just to like stuff your face full of chocolate that you buy for yourself and cry? You know, like I once I once bought a bag of chocolates and I ate the whole thing in like a matter of three hours and then I shit my brains out <laughs> later that night. OK, that was maybe TMI, but, you know, that's also the truth. And it was not Valentine's Day candy. It was Halloween candy. I um, did get a Valentine's Day gift today. It was at work and a coworker handed out these little Valentine's Day goodie bags. I thought that was really sweet of her. And I was like. I wonder why she's doing that. <laughs> That's my trust issue, suspicious me. Maybe she's just doing it to be generous. You know, they say that generosity makes a person feel good. I guess I had a dose of that in uh, in December when I was handing out Christmas presents. But yeah, um, I guess generosity does feel good sometimes. But yeah, I was still confused by it. I'm like, I mean, I barely know this person. Like, we very rarely ever spoke, and she's giving me a Valentine's Day gift? Like, that's weird. And she gave it to everybody. So that made me wonder, like, why is she giving it to everybody? Like, does she want people to think, like, we all like her? <laughs> I mean, why? Again, it was just something nice that she did, and I just can't stop thinking about it. I'm obsessed with it. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see in the mise-en-scene that I have my my um, book poster up here, K-Drama School, a pop culture inquiry into why we love Korean television. And this is a book that you can currently purchase right now. You can pre-order it at the Hachette Book Group website and use the promo code KDRAMA20 to get 20% off right now. And that promo code expires on April 23rd of this year, the day that my book drops. And this book is currently, it's doing well already. Uh, I just, I mean, this is, you know, news. Um, I won't specify where, but the international rights are already selling. And um, yeah, so it's it's making moves. I'm just letting you all know it's making moves. So pre-order this book now. Please pre-order this book now. You can also pre-order it on Amazon. If you want to save on shipping, pre-order it on Amazon. You know, if you want to go and buy it at Barnes & Noble, you could do that too. If you want to order it on Walmart, you can do that as well. Visit my website, kdramaschool.com. You can also visit gracejungcomedy.com. The website, the checkout link for my book is all over those. And you can find more info there. I want to talk about this uh, this thing that Korean filmmakers have, male Korean filmmakers, okay? So, like, for those of you who don't know, back in 2011, yeah, 2011, I was doing a lot of this. I did this between 2011 and 2012. I used to be an interpreter, a Korean to English, English to Korean interpreter for, like, a bunch of male Korean filmmakers. I say male because most of them were male. The only exception was Im Soon Ne. She was, like, the only exception, like, one female filmmaker. And she's she's a great person, a great woman. Um, but all the other male Korean directors that I met all said the same exact 
thing. I would ask them, what's your favorite book? And they would all say Crime and Punishment, Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. All of them said that. I was like, who's your favorite author? They're like Dostoevsky. It was as if they all just collectively read Dostoevsky and just like agreed that Dostoevsky is the only worthy author there ever is or ever was. And, you know, this is not unique to male Korean filmmakers. Uh, an American filmmaker by the name of Woody Allen is also obsessed with Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. And he made two movies based on Crime and Punishment. Yeah, loosely based, but the first is Crimes and Misdemeanors. And then he later made Match Point. And of course, the question is like, what are you so, um, you know, what's weighing on your conscience, uh, Woody Allen, that you need to keep making the same movie over and over again? This is very, very interesting. Now, uh, if you've seen uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors, and if you've seen Match Point, um, if you've read Crime and Punishment, you would get a taste of what this notion of crime and punishment is in this in this kind of story world. So in the case with this show, this series, A Killer Paradox, which is based on a 2018 webtoon um, entitled, the Korean title is Harine Namgan. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The 2018 webtoon is entitled Sarinja Nangam, and it's written by Gomabi and illustrated by Nomabi. So these are pseudonyms, but Gomabi is the writer and the the creator behind this story, and it's a very very compelling storyline. So you have this college kid named Yi Tang, and that is of course played by our beloved actor Che Wushik. Che Wushik is the son in the Bong Joon-ho um, Oscar-winning film, Parasite. And Chiwushik is uh, playing this college kid named Yi Tang, who works part-time at a convenience store. He gets into a strange tussle with a man who beats him. Um, and then Yi Tang ends up killing the man with a hammer in self-defense. And turns out, later, this man is a serial killer. And Itang gets away with it. He gets away with the murder. Nobody suspects him because it was raining that night. Also, there was like another man who was also murdered, like, you know, a few feet away from him. So they just assume that these men killed each other. And then Itang um, ends up getting blackmailed by a woman in the neighborhood who witnessed this. And she's trying to blackmail him uh, out of $2,000 every single month. So Itang ends up killing her, too. Turns out these people that he killed, the man that he killed with a hammer and the woman that he killed, who is a blackmailer, turns out both of these people are serial killers. Yeah, it's just it's just an accident that Yitang ends up finding out that these people are serial killers. It's like, how did he know? He didn't know. He was just like wielding weapons around these people and they ended up dying at his hands. But turns out they had it coming. Mm hmm. And then um. Itang just ends up like killing people. Yeah, like he doesn't end up going like seeking murder the way Dexter does. Like Dexter is like a premeditated psychopathic serial killer who goes around like looking to kill people deliberately. But Itang doesn't do that. At least not in the beginning. He just defends himself while people are picking on him and then he ends up killing them and turns out they are murderers 
or serial rapists. And these are just coincidences. And so the show, A Killer Paradox, it has elements of Dexter, the Showtime series, but it's crossed with the film Parasite, like tonally, um, like the humor, the dark humor of it, the thriller aspect of it, the the color schemes, yeah, the tone, the color tones and the color schemes are also very likened to Parasite. A lot of green, a lot of blue. And um, so, yeah, you have like Yitang acting like Dexter, but turns out these the, the vengeance is like it's an accident. Yeah. So what these murderers end up getting like to them is like just, you know, Yitang ends up being a catalyst to bringing that energy back to them, you know, because whatever energy you put out, it comes back right back at you. So there's like this divine aspect, you know, in the works behind Yitang's movements. And so the series, like I said, is based on this 2018 webtoon and it stars some of my favorite performers. So we have Chiwushik, like I mentioned, but we also have Son Sokgu, who plays the cop. He plays the police officer who is on the tail of Yitang. And um, I feel like Son Sokgu isn't really expanding his range right now. Like it's it's kind of like seeing him in DP and in my liberation notes and like you fuse that and then you have this cop who's on this show but it's okay i can't get enough of it i love it i love sonsaku to death so he can keep doing the same thing over and over i'll keep coming over to watch like i i still dig it and um Chewishik is playing a very different role compared to his last k-drama series which was my beloved summer which was a a very light-hearted rom-com and, uh, you know, he was playing the male lead in that, which is like a rare thing for him. He didn't really play that kind of role before. So Chewishik is currently expanding his horizons in a lot of ways. And um, on this show, it reminded me a lot of it, re- it reminded me of his character in Parasite quite a bit. Yeah. Except not as confident and cocky like he was in Parasite. Yeah. Um, a Killer Paradox is a, I think it's a very unique show. It's highly stylistic. Uh, the director is Yi Chang-hee, who is a relatively new filmmaker. He directed a film called The Vanished back in 2018, which stars Kim Hye, very big name. And then he directed a thriller K-drama series for OCN called Hell is Other People. It can also be like Strangers from Hell, but Hell is Other People is the more... Um, it, it, it's the more accurate title, I would say. And um, interestingly enough, Hell is Other People is a very famous quote given by Jean-Paul Sartre. And Sartre is also a fetishized author by a lot of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I studied literature in college and like anytime, you know, I was talking to some college dude, you know, they'd be like, oh, I love Dostoevsky. I love Jean-Paul Sartre. I love Camus. I love Nikola Tesla. Like, they all had the same thing, you know, the same few heroes. And um, Sartre is one of them, just like Dostoevsky. So, like, I feel like this uh, filmmaker, um, Yi Chang-hee, is, he's good. He's good, but, you know, he's, like, taking what we already know 
and he's turning it into something that is like his own flavor. And I, I dig that. I, I do admire that. So Yi Chang Yi, I got my eyes on you, bro. This show is like, for me, um, flavor wise, it's like, it's like in the range of Squid Game. Squid Game is like a similar kind of situation. You have a filmmaker, highly stylistic filmmaker, although his style is like not that much of a, an auteur's imprint. Yeah, like, uh uh, Squid Game creator doesn't quite have that. He's like very eclectic. His film, his filmography is very different, very varied and diverse. Um, although Squid Game is very stylized. And um, A Killer Paradox has that stylization as well. You know, a lot of rain, a lot of blood, um, fast, sleek action movements, very sexy transitions from scene to scene. And uh, yeah, it's like, oh, he's trying to do something like he's really showcasing his filmmaking abilities and he's playing around. He's fucking around and discovering things and he's having fun. Like I could feel the fun behind the creator and his juice is flowing there. So to me, A Killer Paradox is like on the scale of Squid Game. And yet, for whatever reason, A Killer Paradox is not on anybody's radar it seems it does it's not like uh one of the top 10 on netflix right now which is surprising uh because i already binge watched this show this show dropped on friday and i finished it in like three days so what does that tell you (laughs) i don't really binge watch shows that often but this i was like i'm hooked Like the first night I watched four episodes. The next I watched like another three and then I I finished it this evening. So for me, it's like, yeah, um, what's going on Netflix or what's going on audiences? Huh? Like, why are you not watching this show? This is like a really good show. It's very uh, compelling in its address. It's weird and zany in how the coincidences align. And this is what I mean by the divine workings behind the characters and their flow the show got me thinking about energy and karma in a broader sense right like if everything is just about movement of energy right which is what we have in physics is what we have in metaphysics is what we have in spirituality the universal law divine law okay everything is energy so if the law says everything is energy that means anything you put in it comes back out And that's how karma works. Karma is a loop, right? We have the loop of samsara. So they say in this show, like towards the end, they talk about law in the frame of justice. Okay, so you commit a crime, there will be justice. There will be a comeuppance at some point. That is law. So they say. However, um, this, this show is talking about more than just judicial law. It's talking about law of energy but the weird thing is um yitang seems like he's outside of this law somehow for some reason like there's some kind of supernatural um divination at work behind yitang's movements and it's like like what's going on with this loop you know it's it's as if Yitang like I said he's just a catalyst for these karmic loops to occur um, rather than him actually being the one that will come to terms with this karmic loop at some point I mean I, I assume that will you know he will meet his demise at some point 
Um, that's what the show promises. But so far, it's like he's been getting away. Time and time again, he's been getting away. So, like, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like um, this show could have a second season. I think it is well positioned for a second season. I just don't know if it'll actually happen because I don't know what Netflix's numbers are like. Um, we haven't seen it in the top 10 so far, so I don't know. But maybe that, that might change. That might change later. Who knows? Um, there are definitely some aspects of this show that make it appear as if killing is like not a choice, you know? Like these guys get pushed to the edge. They get pushed to the edge and then they end up taking somebody's life. And it's like, oh my God, like, I don't know. I can't believe I did this. But, you know, it's like still, you're a human being, you know, you're, you're, you have autonomy in your body and you can choose not to react like a murderous person, right? Um, so there's no such thing as must kill. There's always, you know, I could or I couldn't. Everything is a choice. So I feel like, this show sort of blurs that a little bit, but in an interesting way. So check this show out if you haven't yet. Um, excellent performances. Really, really great performances. Amazing production design. Um, great direction. Yeah, this director, really good work. Uh, music is good. So, yeah, like, I, I have no complaints about this show. And I, I, my only complaint is, like, why is this not a top ten? on Netflix right now. I'm just curious about that. And if you have not visited my website, please go to kdramaschool.com, visit that, and you can also become a Patreon member. If you're a Patreon member, I will talk about movies and other shows outside of the K-drama realm. So I could talk about like Hollywood movies. I could talk about like a like The Crown or, you know, some other series that you you know, I could talk about Dexter, whatever else. So just check it out. If you're not a Patreon supporter, please be one. And if you are currently a Patreon supporter, um, please uh, send me your mailing address so that I can send you a copy of my book. 